0: If you had to pick one essential personal quality to be working on right now for this new year, what essential personal quality would you pick? Let me share with you the context from which I asked you this question. One day a few weeks ago, on the same day, I had three conversations that in different ways were all about how our lives, have been disrupted beyond recognition. The first conversation was with a dear friend who's a shul regular. She never misses shul on Shabbos morning. And she told me she's been counting how many Shabbat mornings she has missed coming to services. And at the time we spoke, it had been 25 Shabbat mornings since she was last in this, now empty, Rabbi Chill Sanctuary, and she's marked off every one of those 25, and it has now been 28. The second conversation of disruption was with dear longtime friends at the shul, been members for a long time. They're not regular Shabbos morning shulgoers. But they were talking about how much they love, love, love the energy of Rosh Hashanah, and how it is that people who aren't regular shulgoers and people who have been away for the summer, all come home to Temple Emanuel. And inside our building at 385 Ward Street, there is energy. And they've been sitting in the same seats, in the same pews, with the same friends for years. And they love that feeling. And now this year, they're going to be sitting on their sofa in their living room. At home, alone, not going to be the same, they lamented. And the third conversation of disruption was with an anguished dad. And the dad is anguished because his teenage daughter is anguished. And she's anguished because she goes to the Newton High Schools. And she had just learned that her full year was going to be remote learning, distance learning, online learning, virtual learning. And she doesn't like it. And she said in her words, My life is ruined. Ruined. I don't get to see my friends. I don't get to learn in person. I don't get to see my teachers. I don't get to do the stuff I like to do with the people I like to do it with. My life is ruined, and this dad does not know how to love her through it. Now, every one of you watching at home, every one of you, by that I mean 100% of you, have your own version of disruption and what it looks like and how your life is not what it used to be like, beginning with the fact that in the moment, you're davening, from your living room at home. And so it is in that context that I ask the question, if you had to pick the single most important personal quality to be working on right now, what would you pick? And my colleague, Rabbi David Wolpe in Los Angeles, quotes the words of his late father, Rabbi Jerry Wolpe, who was a rabbi at Har Zion in Philadelphia. And Rabbi Jerry Wolpe used to say that the most important thing any of us can ever be working on is stamina. Stamina. Because, Rabbi Jerry Wolpe said, we have to be good and strong and loving, not once, but continually. Now, those words were true when he said it. But Rabbi Jerry Wolpe lived and died before the pandemic. How much more true are those words now in week 28 and in month 7 and counting of the pandemic? So the question is, where do we go to get ourselves some stamina? How should we think about stamina? And if we're feeling depleted and we're feeling like we're running low, how do we get ourselves some of that essential stamina. So I was speaking with my colleague Eliza about who is it in the Torah that most role models stamina. And I suggested that it would be Abraham, who is one of the main heroes of the High Holidays. After all, Abraham is promised by God, Lech lecha, go to the land that I will show you and I'm going to give you blessings and Abraham goes. But he doesn't get blessings. He gets tests and ordeals, and more tests and more ordeals. He gets famine, wandering, the kidnapping of his wife, the kidnapping of his nephew, a war with five kings, the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, prolonged infertility with Sarah, prolonged domestic discord between Sarah and Hagar, the command to banish Hagar and Ishmael into the wilderness and to top it all off, the command to bind and sacrifice Isaac as a burnt offering. Abraham suffers, and yet he persists. He doesn't give up. He doesn't check out. He must have had stamina. To which Elisa said, Yes, he persists, and he suffers, and he doesn't check out, and he doesn't give up, and that's true. But Abraham is not our comp. And Abraham is not our comp because Abraham gets a lot of props from God. God comes down and says, I pick you. I choose you. I'm going to lavish love on you. I'm going to lavish blessings on you. Abraham, I love you so much. You're going to have so many descendants. You can't even count them. Look at the stars in the sky. Look at the sand on the beach. You can't even count it. That's how many kids you're going to have because I love you so much. And by the way, I'm going to give you the land of Israel for your descendants. And Elisa points out we don't get that kind of love that Abraham got. And that the better comp is Sarah. Because Sarah suffers right along with Abraham, shoulder to shoulder, when there's famine, and he's hungry, she's hungry. When they have to wander, she has to wander. It's true his wife gets kidnapped, but it's more true that Sarah's the one that's in the Pharaoh's harem. She suffers right along, but she suffers in the shadows. Sarah gets no props. God never talks to her. She gets no glory, no glamour. Somehow, Sarah has to find the stamina to suffer and to survive and to persist in the shadows. And most of us are way more Sarah than Abraham. The groundhog days we repeat, we repeat in the shadows. The disappointed to devastated children we console, we console in the shadows. The loneliness we feel. The disconnection we feel. We feel in the shadows. The Zoom fatigue we feel fatigues us in the shadows. When we think, I can't do another screen. We feel that in the shadows. No glory, no glamour, no headlines. How do we summon stamina in the shadows? And it's to Sarah's story we have to look. So here's the first thing we learn from Sarah, she carries stuff. She wakes up in the morning and she carries pain. We all carry something, everybody carries something, nobody carries nothing, everybody carries something and Sarah carries something. The thing she carries is personal and painful and goes to her identity. Do you know how the Torah first describes Sarah, the first sentence like, Good morning, welcome, Sarah, to the Jewish people and to history? You're Akara, You're the barren one. Ein la valad, you can't have a baby. And she wakes up with that every morning for years. She carries something. Like Sarah, we all carry something. And guess what? Whatever we carry... Just got worse in the pandemic. If we carry loneliness, our loneliness got worse in the pandemic. If we carry financial stress, we really wonder and worry how we're we gonna make ends meet, how we're we gonna pay our bills, our financial stress just got worse in the pandemic. If we carry health challenges, that got worse in the pandemic. If we carry adult children in their 20s and 30s who are struggling to find their way, that just got worse in the pandemic. The pandemic is not good for finding a job. The pandemic is not good for career advancement. The pandemic is not good for dating. The pandemic is not great for finding your life partner. And if we carry Beloved parents who are elderly and who are vulnerable and who live alone in Buenos Aires, who live alone in Jerusalem, who live in Florida, who live by themselves, their widowed, their widowers. They wake up every day. They see nobody but a screen. Your beloved father, your beloved mother feels loneliness. That just got worse in the pandemic. Like Sarah, everybody carries something, and it just got worse in the pandemic. And here's what happens when that happens, and it happens to all of us. It happens to Sarah, it happens to all of us. We all have our days that are not our better days. We all have our moments that are not our proudest moments. We all do things we wish we never did. We all feel things we wish we never felt, but we do. and We can't help ourselves. We feel it. We did it. This happens to Sarah. She treats Hagar horribly. Shamefully. Sarah in her pain. Carrying what she carries. Harsh to Hagar. So harsh that Hagar chooses to run away. Can't take this anymore. And then Hagar comes back. And then when she has a baby, she has her son Ishmael. Then Sarah really loses him even harsher. And she banishes the young mother and her young son out of a protected house and into the hot, dry, endless wilderness by themselves. Not her finest hour. Not her proudest moment. And we all struggle with that. How could Sarah do that? But I now realize that it's horrible and horrifying. And all too human. The best of us can have our worst moments. True for Sarah, true for us. So Sarah carries stuff, brings out her worst moments. Let me get to the end of the story. That's where the hope is to be had. When Sarah dies, the Torah uses the most weird and the most wordy way to describe the fact of her death. The life of Sarah, Chaye Sarah, There's always some lucky bar bat mitzvah that gets Sarah as the portion in the fall. The life of Sarah came to 100 years plus 20 years plus 7 years. Why schlep it out? Why not just say she died at 127? And Rashi says the Torah schleps it out in this weird wordy way to make a point that Sarah retained the innocence of a 7-year-old into her 20s. And Sarah retained the beauty, the external beauty, the internal beauty of a 20-year-old into her hundreds. In other words, Sarah discovered the secret to stamina in the shadows, even though she carried pain, and even though she sometimes acted out. Despite it all, she was able to retain her love, and her enthusiasm for life, she was able to be good and strong and loving, not once but continually. So how did she do it? What was the secret of Sarah's stamina in the shadows? And rereading that story, I mean, I'm 59. I've read that story 100 times. But rereading it for the first time in the pandemic, something just popped for me. It popped for me about Sarah, and it popped for me about stamina in the shadows? The secret to Sarah finding stamina in the shadows is that she came to a deep peace with the reality of imperfection. Imperfection. There is no perfect relationship, only imperfect relationships. There is no perfect marriage. Only imperfect marriage. There is no perfect journey. Only imperfect journeys. There is no perfect day. Only imperfect days. There's no perfect relationship to God. There's no perfect posture towards life, towards our planet. Only imperfect. The ground rule for life is imperfection and Sarah got that it's as if God said to Sarah and it's as if God said to each and every one of us when we are in our mother's womb right before the moment that we are conceived God says to us it's as if God says to us whoa 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 stop the music are you really sure you want to do this Are you really sure you want to get born? Are you really sure you want to come into existence? Because if you do, this is the package. It's a package deal. Life, you're going to discover, is wondrous and sublime. Fabulous. I mean, if you choose to come into this world, you are going to see sunrises and sunsets that are so beautiful. You're going to listen to symphonies that are stirring. You're going to read books. Plays and poems that are exhilarating. You're going to drink wine and eat meals with friends and family that just fill you with goodness. You're going to discover love. You're going to love love. You're going to experience the feeling of learning and growing and becoming an ever better version of yourself. You're going to discover the fulfillment of giving of yourself to others. You're going to discover how you can make the world better, and you're going to discover that contribution and do it, and that is going to make you feel deeply good. That's on the one hand. On the other hand is the catch. Pain always comes with. Pain never goes away. When you're growing up, pain comes with. If you're lucky enough to find your life partner and you get married, pain comes with. If you're blessed to have children and you raise those children, pain comes with. If you're lucky enough to see grandchildren, pain comes with. If you're lucky enough to grow older, pain comes with. If you're lucky enough to grow old, pain comes with. If you're lucky enough to have loved, you will lose, and pain comes with. So here's the deal. Do you want to get born? The deal is... And it's a package. Life is beautiful. And the pain comes with at the same time. Sarah says yes to that deal. And she comes to inherit a world that is full of glory and imperfection. She marries a husband who is a spiritual pioneer and a zealot. She goes on a journey that's full of adventure and impact and meaning and danger. Her life is full of beauty and full of imperfection at the same time. True for Sarah, true for us. If we want to discover the secret of stamina in the shadows, we have to get good. We have to get deeply good with the package deal. The life is full of beauty and full of imperfection, of pain that always comes with at the same time. But here's what's at stake. Here's what's at stake. If we can do that, we can find stamina in the shadows. If we can do that. We can be good and strong and loving, not once, but continually. And guess what? That's what we all need right now. Shana tova.